Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, It's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC, and now the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history. I rode with him. I know what an idiot this guy is. Pedro Fernandez. Hey, Pedro, how you doing? And good evening to everybody out there listening to the show. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen, and coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Austin imitated but hardly duplicated 37 make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am ever so modest, though. I'm also a four-time Golden Glove champion and an award-winning boxing writer. So that sort of puts me in a unique, unique category. But guess what? I've always found out the average boxing fan has a different insight into the game of boxing, a different way of looking at it. So straight up, I will open up the toll-free phone lines just for you at the top of the hour here. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. You want to text us here in the studio? Feel embarrassed, don't want to go on there. A lot of people think think if they come on the air, they'll choke in this and that. So I get it. So you want to text us here in the studio? You can. The text number, 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. Well, Oscar De La Hoya, Oscar De La Fishnets, not going to be fighting next week. He's in the hospital fighting COVID, allegedly, down there in Southern California. Of course, Evander Holyfield is going to step in for him. So what kind of fight was this going to be, anyway, if a guy like Holyfield, who weighs about 211 pounds, can fight Vitor Belfort, who at one point in time was a 205-pound UFC champion? So was Oscar Delahoy making this guy cut off two arms and a leg to make some type of freaky weight, or was he going to move up and wait and get licked? Bottom line is, Oscar probably wasn't going to win this fight, so it was probably good that he got covid one time, COVID's good here for Delahoya. Straight up, we got that. We got Jake Paul and a whole lot more today on Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Back to school time, so here's a lesson in big wireless hype. 
flashy phone sales usually don't add up to actual savings. Graduate to Straight Talk Wireless. You can keep your phone, number, and 5G network. And for a limited time, get double the data for just $35 a month, all on America's best 5G networks. Keep your phone, lower your bill. It's a no-brainer. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Requires a compatible unlocked phone and Straight Talk KYOP kit. Double data ends 10-30-21. Standard 5 gigabyte high-speed data on $35 plans redeemed thereafter. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. The pandemic's reminded us we live in a sea of airborne germs that can assault us with every breath. Your nose is the body's first line of defense by helping filter out allergens, bacteria, and viruses before they reach your lungs. But like any air filter, the more clogged up it gets, the less it works. So how do you clean your nose? I'm Martin Hoke, and I didn't invent nasal irrigation. The neti pot's been around thousands of years. But I did invent Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. Navage uses powered suction to flush out mucus and germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you sick. Over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage has over 70,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars because it works and it's easy to use. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Now available with eucalyptus for a spa-like experience. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968 800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 The double play! It's baseball season and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success. Like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card. Choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration. An air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. The Mighty Tower of Power bringing us back from the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Straight up, my name is Pedro Fernandez. We'll take it to the Bronx and bring in the Bronx Bomber in a couple of minutes. We'll talk about, of course, uh, boxing's PhD, Socrates Palmer. But I do want to talk about Jake Paul, Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley. Of course, Tyron Woodley, not Tyrone. You hear so many guys saying Tyrone. Why can't they just look? Anyway, bottom line is it's Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley, the former UFC champion, I believe, at 170 pounds, a welterweight champion, of course. And he and Jake Paul engaged in a... Uh, I guess you call it somewhat of a spirited fight. This and that. Jake Paul got rumbled, I think, rattled at one point in time. But the bottom line was, I thought that Jake Paul showed good basics. Hector and I talked about this. In fact, Hector Martinez is like, 
he worked with Roberto Duran in the in the in the end. You know, when Roberto was putting things together, when he didn't have all his skills and didn't have all his reflexes and all that kind of good stuff. When he was old, but they comp they they, they improvise. They knew how to do things. In other words, he's got a he's a boxing genius at times when he isn't calling people bumps. Okay, he is. And anyway, he analyzed the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fight, and he said to me that you know for a guy that started late in his life, as far as boxing is concerned. He's doing okay. I mean, he throws in a, a good one-two, and he throws an occasional uppercut, but you can't expect this guy to throw four or five punch combinations. You know, it just ain't going to happen. Um, he's not Sugar Ray Leonard, but he is effective. He did win that fight last week. I watched most of it, and I thought he did win that fight with Tyron Woodley, so Woodley's going to squawk a little bit later in the show how he wants to fight again. But the bottom line is, I thought that Jake Paul won, so Jake Paul should just move on or he should retire or something like that. But the bottom line is, Jake Paul sold 16,000 tickets. 16,000 tickets. The aforementioned Hector Martinez and myself, we won six Golden Gloves between the two of us, okay? Four and two. We probably sold 80 tickets combined in our entire careers. That's just the way it was. I mean, the ability to sell tickets is it's, 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 it's unique. It just is. I don't care if it was his hometown or not. 16,000 seats. And the pay-per-views, they're still counting the numbers. All kinds of people are watching it. And people say to me, oh, it was a bit of a fraud, the main event, this and that. Hey, call it what you want. It was entertainment. People got off on it. And the co-main event, listen, the co-main event allowed Amanda Serrano, a lady, who, uh, a Philip Puerto Rican-American, who's been uh, sort of living in relative obscurity in women's boxing because of the fact that she really can't get a big platform to jump off on. So she got this big platform to show her skills on, and, of course, she did show her skills, won all 10 rounds, no doubt about that. Uh, of course, her opponent was a bit oversized, undersized, but at the end of the day, Amanda Serrano looked like She's the real deal in the world of boxing. Of course, we've talked about her time and time again. She was on the show when she was real green. Back in the day, the time when I think she was 11-0 or 12-0. But now she is, I believe, 27-0 and or 27-1. Bottom line is she is the real deal, pound for pound. Better than Carissa Shields in my mind. That is women's boxing. As far as uh, fights coming up today, Josh Warrington is going to be taking on Mauricio Lara. I think that's going to be on the zone. Oscar Valdez had something going on in his system regarding a stimulant when he was in training a month ago. And the uh, rules are you can have the stimulant in your system if you don't have it in your system during competition. And the competition, I think, believe is the last four weeks before the fight. You know, if a guy's smoking weed, this and that, and he tests positive for weed like five weeks before the fight, big deal. As long as it tests positive for, the, for weed during the fight, or, of course, marijuana shouldn't count, but I'm talking about other drugs as well. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, Oscar Valdez will be taking on his uh, Brazilian challenger next week in defense of the WBC 130-pound crown. Of course, that's going down on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. It's all called, also called WBC-TV. We take it to the Bronx and bring in the aforementioned PhD of boxing, Mr. Socrates Palmer. And how are you today, sir? I'm doing great, Pedro. How, how about yourself? Oh, you sound awful energy here, man. What, what are you taking values back there? Kasaka what? <laughs> No, nah, man, just high on life. We got some really good weather after getting tons of rain uh, the other day uh, here in New York. So I guess that, that has me uh, kind of chipper. You know, there's no such thing as climate change. What have you heard of the subways flooding in New York like that and streets flooding in New York? Never, not, not too often do you hear of that. Yeah, I mean, there were people that were literally in a raft in the streets. I mean, hey, it looked like something out of Tom Sawyer. What, what, what's going on with the illegal apartments and stuff like that? We could just go go back to boxing. What's up with the illegal apartments? Are they, are they like washing down the street? Well, I mean, that's something that's been around here forever. And it's just a reflection of 
it's a necessity. People rent in New York City. I mean, I don't have to complain to you about rent prices. It's has to be number one or two. I know San Francisco's right up there. And people that live in basement apartments is because they can't really afford anything else. And and it's a trickle down effect because landlords, taxes and, and water bills, and they, they try to squeeze every penny they can out of a out of a three or four family home. You know, it's it, I, I'm assuming that the mayor is going to crack down on it because we are a uh, reactive uh, city here. Nothing gets done unless something terrible happens. And, but, 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 and I believe there was a tragedy. Sock, that's the way of the world. Listen, when I was a cop, everything we were, I was proactive uh, as hell. You know what I'm saying? I just was, right. I mean, I was, before stuff, uh, before, I was going to say a bad word there. Before before mm-hmm. spit happened, um, we were on it. You know where I'm coming from? And now cops just react. Everything's, everything is just reaction. In other words, we were thinking about things before they happened. We had forethought, this and that. But now it's just react and clean up. That's just the way the world is at this point in time. Anyway, let's go back to Jake Paul just for a second. Um... I thought he looked okay. I mean, he's not the, he's not going to be Sugar Ray Leonard or anything like that. But you know what? If he can sell 16,000 tickets, I'm proud of him. I'm sorry, but I got to say that. I am on board with you. I mean, do I think he, he didn't? Obviously, he, he didn't look as good as he, as he did in his previous fights because he fought someone with a pulse. You know, I got to give Tyron Woodley some credit. I think if he would have been more active, he could have maybe stolen a decision or had a better case for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jake Paul is, is good for boxing. I mean, let's, let's, let's call it what it is. I mean, uh, what's the, the old saying that, uh, the boat that the, I forget, I'm the butcher of the, the phrase, but you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. good for boxing because anyone gets paid. Okay. Like you, you know, said, you know Amanda what's Serrano funny? fought on the biggest stage she's ever fought before. And there's a, a young lady that, that's fought at the garden and, and she never had more eyes, I'm sure on her than she did last week. Um, Jake Paul is probably as good as any prospect right now. Um, and if you look at what he's doing, um, considering the, 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 the years of boxing that he has in him. I mean, he's been taking, how long has he really been fighting? You know, less than three or four years, you know? So I, I'm going to give Jake Paul a, a C plus. Okay. You know, it was, it was a good fight. Okay, you know, and the, the the king of smack when it comes to MMA is Jorge Masvidal. Of course, he's done his era of boxing. He was a street fighter. He uh, made broke his bones fighting in the backyards with a Kimbo Slice and people like that on YouTube about 15, 10, 15 years ago. Anyway, he had just got, I think in his last fight, he got chilled. I mean, knocked out cold. He was asleep for like 150 count against Israel Adesanya in the title fight. Of course, he was talking Us- smack. And he was talking. Usman. Oh, it was Guzman, yeah. And he was Usman. talking He was talking all this smack about Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley. You know, he should just shut up and go and go away. Anyway, Masvidal had his run. His run is over. Um, let's talk about Oscar De La Hoya in the hospital with COVID or in the hospital with um, um, shrinking intestinal fortitude. Which one is it? Oh, <laughs> damn! That guy, because yeah, hey, I, that guy with listen, that guy's a listen. You may I don't be Vitor Belfort. I remember being around him in Vegas. Okay, and of course this was two thousand four. Okay, that was like sixteen years ago. But he was a big dude. You know what I'm saying? I mean, around me, to me, he was a big dude. And Oscar De La Hoya, I've been around him a lot, too, and he's not a big dude. No, he's not Anywhere. physically. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a physically big person. Right, you're right. And, um, yeah, he, he looked good in, in pictures. You know, his open workout you know, for for his age. Um, 
but he was going to be fighting someone who's naturally heavier than him and thick bones. Um, and Oscar hasn't been active, so, but, but, I, you know. I smell something amiss here when Evander Holyfield can step in for the former welterweight <laughs> champion. <laughs> that is, yes, that is like some bizarro, yeah, that's something crazy. Um, hey, I've never seen a more jinxed year uh, for boxing than we're in. And, and how about Triller? You know, Triller, they can't, you know, they, they, they keep getting all these fights. You know, derailed. Um, at least they're able to save the show uh, because Evander was in training, and it's probably a more competitive fight. <laughs> I'm chuckling was, because I mean, Evander, you know, Evander Holyfield and I met in 1984. It was May 1984. I'm at the Western Olympic Trials, way in over my head as far as competition was concerned um, for that Olympic year, no doubt about that. But anyway, there I am sitting there, and I'm bitching about the stale pancakes. And the pancakes are like stale. They're like a rock. You can pick the pancake. I remember what I did was I picked the pancakes up and I dropped them on the plate from the fork and they made a noise like, like that. Okay. So anyway, Holyfield <laughs> sitting, I don't know what Vander Holyfield, I have no idea who he is. He's sitting right across from me and he said, I go, ain't this a blah, 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 blah. And he told me, man, be glad you're eating. And I said, oh, okay. And then I found out a little bit later it was Vander Holyfield. And of course, later on in life, I would call him V. That was my little nickname for him, V. But Evander Holyfield stepping in for Oscar De La Hoya, that just has so many different ramifications. I don't know which direction to go. We are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV, of course, coming to you come the Sports Byline Studios in the City by the Bay. We'll return, of course, with Boxy's PhD. After the break, we'll talk about Mr. Socrates Palmer. This is Ring Talk coming to you from the Sports Byline Studios in the City by the Bay, San Francisco, California. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. I am not these bubblegum dudes you talking to. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, 
Just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. So you don't want to fight me again? I do. You, you, the one that got wobbled, almost sent through the rope. Tattoo. You're not scared, running back. If you, if you, if you get the tattoo, I love Jake Paul. Let's run it back. Bet. That's dogging that dude pretty good. I mean, that's like making him put your girlfriend, his girlfriend's name on your chest or something like that. Oh, that was sort of nasty. But hey. It's part of the hype, and this and that, Jake Paul, of course, and Tyrone Woodley carry on after the fight, saying if you get a tattoo saying, I love Jake Paul, I'll give you a rematch. Well, Socrates, i got to ask you before we get back to serious business, uh, is he going to get the tattoo? Ah, uh, boy. I don't <laughs> Depends. If he, I, I don't know his finances, but, uh, you know, he's got <laughs> some, some bills due. He made his That's a tough shot, man. If you got some bills, in other words, if you got some bills due, get the tattoo, this and that. And, hey, and Jake is he married? Paul, I mean, his his wife may say, "Listen, well, <laughs> you know." Yeah, I don't. Well, well, bottom bottom line is, at the end of the day, I think it was entertainment, and that's just what it was. And of course, Amanda got right. her stage. You talked about Amanda getting her straight stage. Of course, MSG. She's had <clears throat> garden uh, eyes on her before, but nothing like this. Oscar's been co- uh, KO'd by COVID. Of course, now. Let's talk about the upcoming fight. I'll take it back. So let's go back in back in time. Jordi Irgis and Manny Pacquiao. If they run that one again, evidently Justin Fortune and Freddie Roach are going to war because you, you sort of expected that because you know the guy's forty two years old and somebody who's looking for, to make excuses. Freddie Roach is going to say it was Justin Fortune. Justin Fortune is going to say mm. that it was Freddie Roach, and of course Alex Ariza is going to say it was both of them. <laughs> They should have never broke up that team, man. I mean, that's the bottom line. But, um, you know, just to stay on topic, um, it's, you know, I how can that fight be any different? Manny really looked every bit of his age, you know. I mean, unless the only way Manny could win that fight if it's some sort of exhibition and they fight like 
these you know abbreviated rounds, three rounds or something. Uh, there's no way that Manny could. That, that's it. The, the window closed, and it's not that Ugas is great, but you know, against that version of Manny Pacquiao, he was great. And um, I personally, you know, wouldn't want to see it. But Manny has earned the right to, you know, to have his career end the way he wants to. Um, he's given a lot to the sport, and if he thinks that it was a fluke, then you know, more power to him. You know, I'm sure that it's going to be the biggest payday Ugas will ever see, and he deserves the payday as well. So, you know, but I don't see it ending any different. No doubt about that. You know, we were talking this week about Canelo uh, doing this thing against against Caleb Plant. Of course, it's going to go down in November, and it's going to be uh, for all the belts, this and that. So here's what's up. He cleans up all the belts at 168. I guess David Benavidez is 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 the really the signature opponent for him at this point in time. Is that, am I right or am I wrong? Um, I think he's the, the fighter that probably is viewed as as the biggest threat to Canelo um, because you know he's probably the more the more accomplished between him and Plant. Um, he's a he's a really big uh, super middleweight, and he has a hellacious. Um, uh, hellacious um, work rate. I mean, he throws a lot of punches, and he's kind of awkward. Um, me personally, I don't think he's got the footwork to, to hang with Canelo for twelve rounds. Um, but I think he's a bigger challenge than Caleb Plant, just because of the the, work, the volume, and he's a bigger puncher. <clears throat> when I was a matchmaker back in a long time ago, anyway, licensed matchmaker here in California, I had a guy that could fight here locally. I won't mention his name anyway. Nah, I couldn't fight that good. He sold tickets. Okay. Anyway, he was uh -huh. like, he was like three and zero, and they told me you got to get an opponent for this guy. So I looked around and I said, I'm not going to bring any stiffs. I'm just not going to put stiffs on my card. And they're telling me you got to do it. You got to do it. He sells tickets. I said, I'm not going to do it. So anyway, I came up with a guy that was two and nine, but the guy was a killer. And he, they call him Pantera. They didn't call him Pantera for nothing. The guy got out of jail like he was Ricardo Mayorga uh, in 1990s. I mean, he got out of jail like a week before he um, he was going to engage in this fight. He, he took the fight on two days' notice. He came to the city by the bay, San Francisco. I checked him into the hotel, this and that. And to show you how how bold this dude was, Socrates, I'm the matchmaker and the ring announcer and the co-promoter and the whole. I'm doing everything, selling tickets, whole nine yard security. Um, he 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 ain't coming down for the fight. He's in the dressing room. So I got I got the the guy that's selling all the tickets in the ring, and they're going Danny, Danny, and the people are going absolutely berserk. And the opponent's not there, and I'm saying WTF? What's going on here? Where's the opponent at? So I go back upstairs. He goes, You hear those people? I said, Yeah. He goes, You want me to come downstairs? It's going to cost you five hundred dollars more. And I said, Huh? He goes, Yeah. What? 500 bucks right now, or I'm not coming downstairs. He goes, and you can suspend me. I don't care. I already spent four days in San Francisco. <laughs> That's what he told wow. me. I mean, you know, he little, held you hostage. But bottom line, and I gave him the 500. So he went down there. He, uh, he went down. He showed up. I mean, went into the ring, knocked my guy down in the second round, got robbed out of a decision after four rounds. Okay, but he was 2-9. and nine. What I'm trying to bring, Why I'm bringing this up is that, uh, a young Mexican boxer by the name of Jeanette Zapata, by the age of eight, uh, the only age of eighteen, she did not have a winning record, and she was an opponent per se. And they put her in a fight that, according to John Bray, the former uh, heavyweight, former heavyweight boxer uh, down there in L.A., he said she was way overmatched. And when you overmatch people, you get them killed. And how do I know this? I'm a former matchmaker. But when you make 90-10 fights or 110 fights, in other words, you like 100% of this person is going to win because the other person doesn't have a chance. Like 100%, 100, you're supposed to be doing 
65-35, that's the way you're supposed to make a little bit of, just give your guy a little bit of an advantage, but you don't give your guy a total walkover, okay? Well, they brought in this girl as an opponent, and she got hurt, and five days after she got hurt, at the age of 18, she has succumbed. So bottom line is, <clears throat> matchmakers do this all the time, okay? I mean, they, they play with people's lives, they gamble with people's lives. And I think there should be a penalty to be paid here, Mr. Ph.D. I just think so. I don't think that this guy, I think his, his, his nickname is Pow or something like that. But anyway, I don't think the matchmaker should, should get off here and just walk away. You know, I mean, the fight took place in, in Canada, Yeah, was it? Yeah. Um, he definitely should be under investigation. Um, but, you know, we, I mean, we see mismatches all the time. Some commissions, you know, like in, in New York or, you know, which is one of the the better ones, they they want to prove an opponent. Um, uh, the young girl is a, a tragedy. She's two and four. Um, she had been knocked out previously by another undefeated fighter. Um, and really, I mean, it's you remember the movie um, with Humphrey Bogart, uh, the uh, the harder they fall. Yeah. You know, and they they puffed up this guy. Like, what does a win, you know, do a win like that do for you? But, do for your fighter, other than a, you know, a confidence builder. I mean, it's you know, it's, reality will set in when they fight somebody legit, you know, and um, well, it's the, very sad. Eighteen the, years old. The, the events promoter Yvonne Michel, the Yvonne Michel Group. Um, anyway, they announced the death on social media on Thursday, saying she died about 3.45 p.m., of course, Montreal time. We offer condolences to her family, but I will say this. I'm going to say it again. If you, listen, you have somebody's lives, you have somebody's life in your hands or as the matchmaker. You just do. And whether you want to take the responsibility of that or not, you should have to. It should be forced upon you. In other words, you know, when I made matches... You know, I used to watch Don Chargis sit there and bite his nails after making matches, watching fights go on, because he never made 90-10 fights. You know what I'm saying? He, he made, tried to make 65-35 fights or 60-40 fights and this and that, and then he would bite his nails down to almost bleeding. You know, I mean, that's just the way it was. But you didn't do the 90-10 fights, and this was a 90-10 fight, and it shouldn't have taken place. Yeah, and it's a shame because Montreal is a great fight town. I mean, it was a lot of good history, and, and um, they've put some great cards together over the few, you know, past five, ten years. Um, I mean, unfortunately, we, we know what happens. Every, every time a fighter steps into the ring, literally they are taking their own life into their hands. I mean, they never leave the same. Um, it's, uh, it's just a shame. Uh, I guess the, the matchmaker and the fighter, I mean... The matchmaker, not so much, but I'm sure. I wonder how how the fighter's gonna, how her career is gonna go forward. I mean, she's 31 years old, and it was only her her uh, fifth fight or something like that, fourth fight. So I, she probably won't fight again. I think it's gonna traumatize her. You, you know, yeah, I can go back in time, but David Gonzalez not not only killed Rico Velasquez, he killed another guy in Las Vegas. Uh, I think. Mangila, the former Olympian. But the bottom line is, David Gonzalez killed two guys in the ring. He and I were tight at one point in time. So. Tragedy in the world of boxing, yes, but is it avoidable? Sometimes it was. I think it might have been avoidable here. Anyway, Sock, have a good week. Kiss the wife. We'll talk soon. Thank you, brother, for having me on. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Boxing's PhDs, the great Socrates Palmer Jr. of Brooklyn, New York. Of the Bronx, excuse me, not Brooklyn, bro. The Bronx, the Bronx Palmer. <laughs> anyway, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Take it to the break. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV.
It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success, like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card, choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration. An air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. 5G is here, but the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get access. Well, not anymore, because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, with plans starting at just $35 a month and no contract. Plus, get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. If you're into collectibles, there's only one way to go, and that's with Andy Maddock. You can get in touch with Andy by calling him at 805 805- 657-0533 or by going to andybuyscards.com. Whether you're interested in buying or selling any kind of collectible, it's time to get in touch with the one and only Andy Maddock. Call Andy at 805-657-0533 or go to andybuyscards.com. That's andybuyscards.com. Hi, this is Marsha Hawkins. Join me this week on Elevating with Marsha. So, New England Patriots release Cam Newton. Quite a shock in New England. Mac Jones is going to be the number one quarterback. We're going to talk sports. We're going to talk COVID and how it affects sports and business. Join me, Marsha Hawkins, on Elevating with Marsha on Sirius XM 203, 217, and on the app 967 Sports Byline USA Radio Network. With so much uncertainty, yeah, just play it safe. I mean... If, if you are vaccinated, still you have to be cautious and wear the mask. I mean, there's no hurry. Uh, we have lived a great life, and there's so many uh, happy moments ahead in everyone's future. Just uh, let this pass. Be intelligent. Get your vaccine. Wear your mask. Protect your family. Protect your loved ones, your friends. And uh, we will together make it out. This is so unfair to have someone go through a process and then the guy next to you ignore it and then be buying to go to a hospital and die. Mm. So many beautiful, dear people uh, who did not have the option to have a vaccine passed away. Okay. So many people have suffered all over the world. We should all work together and 
if you have a different belief, then okay, but stay home. Don't go out and don't 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 be part of the continuation of a new wave. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. All the fans around the world, we love y'all. The president of the World Boxing Council, Mauricio Suleiman, on vaccines. Of course, vaccines. Get your vaccine. Let me tell you about vaccines. I went to two funerals this week. First funeral I went to was opiate-related. In other words, a lady was in her late 30s, this and got hooked on opioids, this and had lived a responsible life, a college graduate, all that kind of good stuff, came from a good family, a law enforcement family. I kid you not. Anyway, she fell victim to opioid addiction, like my mother and so many other people, my uncle, so many other people. Well, the bottom line was... She OD'd from it, so we had the funeral this week, and I attended it with a friend of mine, and that was in the middle of the week. And then Friday, we went back to another funeral, same family, only this time, God, same family, only this time it was from COVID. So they had a COVID death, and, and they had an, an opioid OD, sort of, sort of reflection of what America is nowadays, or what's going on in America right now. An opioid death, an overdose from, from you know, Pills, heroin, all that kind of good stuff, because um, that's what heroin comes now, and edible pills. The bottom line is you get them pharmaceutical, Vicodins, all that kind of good stuff, Percocets, all that crazy stuff. Um, you know, so people are pe- people are dying, and it's unfortunate. These people had to go through two funerals in the same week, so may God be with them. I'm not a big God guy, but they are, so may God be with them and their family at this time of um bit sad time, no doubt about that. Now, time to talk about referees. Uh, somebody from the Twitch thinks here. Lit, lit up referees. Who are the best referees ever? Off the top of my head, Arthur McCanny, Joe Cortez, uh, Carlos Padilla. <clears throat> Who else? I don't know. It's just that's right off the top of my head. I'm just those three guys. Um, Tony Perez, I think, was one of the worst referees. Of course, Muhammad Ali hated Tony Perez. Tony Perez, I had to scream. I ran up to the, I was either in 1999 or 2000, but I just watched um, Rico Velasquez die in a ring where I was begging the referee to stop the fight. I'm begging this referee to stop. Re, uh, Hank, Hank Gillespie <clears throat> was a referee. <clears throat> Hank, I accuse of having, I, Hank, I accuse officially on paper in writing of having the aroma of an alcoholic beverage on his breath before he went into the ring to officiate a fight in Sacramento, California. Unfortunately, the man he was drinking with was the head of the, of the California State Athletic Commission, so they were drinking buddies, okay? So that didn't work. Anyway, so I'm begging Hank to stop this fight with Rico and David Gonzalez. I mentioned David a little earlier. David had knocked him down five, six, maybe seven times in this fight, and the fight hadn't been into the ninth or tenth round. Anyway, <clears throat> they send him out for this last round, and I'm telling the referee, please stop the so Hank, stop the fight. I went up, I left my seat, went up to ringside. Please stop the fight, stop the fight, stop the fight. Hank told me, sit down, son, let me do my job. I said, but you're not doing it. So the kid died 40 seconds later. He was dead, laying there on the ground. I kid you not. So I'm screaming at the referee, all that kind of stuff. Maybe that was a preventable death. Maybe maybe it wasn't. He was already bleeding in his brain. So here I am ringside in Atlantic City, and Tommy Morrison, of course, is a favorite over Ray Mercer. Ray Mercer being the 1988 Olympic gold medalist at heavyweight, 200 pounds. And he came out, and he was rocking Mercer all over the place. I mean, he must have hit Tommy 25 or 30 times. And the referee wasn't stopping the fight. Tony Perez was like one of those wrestling referees, you know, like looking the other way. Like he didn't see the guy use the brass knuckles or the baseball bat or something like that. I mean, where was Tony Perez on this one? So I'm watching the Grim Reaper circle the ring here in Atlantic City. And I've seen boxing death right in front of me before. I- I'm watching it, okay? And I'm watching it. It's de- deja vu. 
Okay? So I run up. To, you can see me on this fight. Run up to ringside and I'm waving my hands up and down all over the place. Larry, Larry Hazard, stop the fight. Stop the fight. Larry, stop the fight. Larry was the athletic commission guy. Larry got up and finally got Tony Perez to stop the fight. Had they not, Ray Mercer might have still been punching on Tommy Morrison. Okay, so Ray, Tony Perez was one of the bad referees in my mind. Of course, he got a lot of big-time assignments. <clears throat> uh, the, the second Ali-Frazier fight, that was in the Garden. Of course, it was a 12-round win for the NABF title by Muhammad Ali, a 12-round decision. But the bottom line is the fight should have been stopped in the second round. Joe Frazier was like, he wasn't on, he wasn't punched, he wasn't, he wasn't on Queer Street. He was like beyond that. He was like, oh, I'm rocking and rolling. Somehow Perez jumped in and stopped the fight. This or, or, or stopped the fight. Thought the, the round was over. This and that. The round wasn't over. He knew what time it was. Bottom line is Tony Gaff that day. Of course, and I think it cost <coughs> Joe Frazier some time on his life as far as boxing life was concerned. And it definitely cost Muhammad Ali another 10 rounds. Another 10 rounds of hell with Joe Frazier, a guy that he had knocked out in two rounds. No doubt about that. So I'm looking at some of the other referees. Yeah, Joe Cortez made a mistake in a fight that I televised. The Evander Holy Holyfield, John Ruiz, the inaugural event. I think they did it three times, two or three times, two times for sure. Anyway, um, the first fight, of course, I thought Joe Cortez blew a low blow because uh, Ruiz, anti-Luis, as that's what I used to call him, uh, he, he faked a low blow. This, I thought he, he got hit around the belt, okay? And he was faking like he was, oh, God, he got hit where the sun never shined, that kind of good stuff. Anyway, I thought that Joe Cortez got, got you know, sort of got fooled in that one. But Joe's had some stellar performances. Who I think was the best referee of all time, in my era was a guy that sort of called me Pedro. I'm talking about Arthur McCanny, of course, the referee for the first Ali Frazier fight, the greatest fight of all time. Of course, was that March 7th, 19, March 7th, 1971, 37, March 8th, something like 7th or 8th, 1971. Bottom line is he was a referee, and he was a guy that was the king of fitness. I'll tell you a little Arthur McCanny joke here before we move on. But Arthur McCanny was a fitness freak. In fact, he had a pull-up bar in his house like I do. He had a pull-up bar in his house, and the thing is that you're supposed to, every time you walk under the pull-up bar, you're supposed to do some pull-ups. Well, I haven't been doing too many pull-ups lately. Anyway, bottom line is, um, Arthur used to have this mandated for his kids. When his kids walked into the kitchen or when they walked into a certain room and they walked into the pull-up bar, they had to do five or ten pull-ups. I forget what it was anyway. I forget what the number was. So Oscar, I mean, Arthur was talking about how, how solid his midriff was and this and that, and I was standing there with him, and we were talking, and Bone Crusher Smith was there. James Bone Crusher Smith was the, the only... Um, Heavyweight champion only got to hold a portion of the heavyweight title, ever have a college degree. I think it was from the University of North Carolina. I forget what it was in. Anyway, bottom line is Bone Crusher's business there, and we're talking this and that, and we're all going around, and Arthur, Arthur's like showing up, showing off his belly, his flat belly, and everything like that. He goes, Yeah, he goes, I, you know, blah, 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 got a great gut, this and that. So then Bone Crusher just hits him in the gut. Boom! And boom, knocks the wind out of Arthur. Arthur falls over this and that. That was a sad day. Bone Crusher was just playing around. But, you know, when you hit somebody and they're not expecting it, spit happens, whether it's the head or the body. The bottom line is Arthur McCanty fell down that day. That was a little sad. But at the end of the day, they were, they, I mean, James, James Bone Crusher, he respected Arthur to the end, and he didn't mean to do that. Believe me, he didn't mean to do that. No doubt, no doubt about that. He did not mean to do that. So as far as the rest of the referees are concerned, I think that Carlos Bedia, um, of the Philippines, a man that uh, refereed the thrill in Manila. Of course, that's where he sort of came to fame, that and the first Duran Leonard fight, the brawl in Montreal on June 20th, 1980. I think that he's one of the greatest referees of all time. And why do I say that? Because he allowed guys to fight. In other words, he would tap them on the gloves. When I used to fight, especially in the amateurs, you should have seen these guys. I mean, every time I you get in there close, they break you up. 
I mean, they just break you up. And if you fought a taller guy, that meant you had to get inside again. Okay, so amateur boxing, anyway, it worked against a shorter guy. At the end of the day, um, looks like Oscar Valdez is going to fight next week. I mentioned it a little earlier. Of course, the WBC 130-pound champion tested positive for an illegal substance. It was a stimulant that they use in training, I'm told. Um, you know, but you're not supposed to do it like a month before the fight. So he sort of like rides on, was right on the borderline there. And at the end of the day, he's not going to be penalized in anything. And he will fight next week, of course, September the 10th. ESPN Plus and ESPN. Uh, at the end of the day, he's the man at 130, 130-pound champion, undefeated two-time Olympian from Mexico. Of course, he speaks perfect English. He was supposed to be on the show last week, didn't make it. Uh, we tried to reschedule something this week, but obviously with all the craziness going on regarding this this failed drug test or this, it was a month ago. Here's what happened. He failed a test a month ago, a month before the fight, but it was a test that wasn't, uh, in other words, the performance, the drug that he, or the subs, the, the, the stimulant they found in the system wasn't one that you could have during competition. It was something that you could have during off competition. They said that was off competition because it was a month before. So the ABC went along with that. Um, so did the, uh, so did the uh, Indian Reservation folks that are doing that at the Pasqua, Yaqui, Tribal Athletic Commission. And of course, the ABC, the Association of Boxing Commissions, got on board and the WBC. So all three entities regarding this title fight are on board for Oscar Valdez defending his title next week. Now, is Oscar Valdez, is, is he in, will this distract him at all? I don't think so. I think the kid's really got, you know, he's got good skills. Um, He's undefeated, two-time champion, 126-pound champ, WBO champion. For I think he had four or five or six defenses at that weight. Now at 130 pounds, of course, a smaller guy, always small in his weight class. We talked about that in the conversation we had here a few months ago after he, he sort of <clears throat> upset the boxing world when he well, not not upset me, but he upset the boxing world. I mean, I couldn't believe that Ozmaker had him. Ozmaker's had him a five-to-one underdog against Miguel Bertrell. and I said to myself. I'm scratching my head. If I was a betting man, I'd probably want to bet some money on Oscar. I mean, I was undefeated, a two-time Olympian, a champion at 126. The only negative against Oscar was the size factor. We talked about that time and time again, that size matters in two things, pornography and combat sports. This is combat sports. So, therefore, at 130 pounds, he ain't the biggest guy in the world. But guess what? This guy is taking on uh, Robson Conceal, of course, out of Brazil. Uh, Conceal is a former Pan Am, I think he's a Pan Am champion, Pan Am Games champion. Anyway, he beat Valdez in the amateur, so this sets up the rivalry September the 10th. Tucson, Arizona, this is Oscar Valdez's, like, second home. I mean, like, because you hear the perfect English he speaks. I mean, he's a Mexican, but he speaks, like, perfect English. He speaks English like a, okay, I'll say it, like a gringo. He just does. I mean, he's like, if you didn't know... You didn't know it was mad. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't know. Bottom line, she's like some white dude on the phone. Anyway, bottom line is Oscar Valdez is from Tucson, Arizona. He'll be pumping this fight in Tucson. Of course, they expect a pretty packed arena down there. I think the arena was going to hold seven or 8,000 people. We'll see how many people pack into that. But, you know, with uh, social distancing, a mask, and kind of good stuff going on. So I hope they enforce all that kind of good stuff. And with the WBC uh, being the sanctioning body, I think they've got to follow some rules as far as the um, – the COVID is concerned. Now, don't forget, Oscar De La Hoya is off. His fight with Vitor Belfort. Now, how is he going to fight a former welterweight champion, going to fight a guy that naturally weighs like 200 pounds? Something was up there. Either they were making this guy do Jenny Crank. Did I say Jenny Crank? Either they were making him do Jenny Crank or something like that, or getting him down, making him cut off his arms, his legs, his intestinal fortitude below the belt, the whole nine yards. I mean, the castration or so. It had to do something. How do you get a 200-pound guy down to be competitive with a welterweight? 
Huh? How do you figure out a weight for that? They never really came up for the weight. Some people said it was 189 pounds. Oscar was going to fight at 189 pounds. I don't think so. So anyway, Oscar's out, and Vander Holyfield's in. More powder to Vander Holyfield, no doubt about that. A class act. Yeah, he's like 55 or I was he 55 years old? 1984 Olympic Olympic bronze medal. Of course, got robbed in the Olympics when he got that referee did him wrong. I mean, he threw that shot. They said break. Boom, the punch was already flying. They disqualified him. And, of course, that was against Kevin Berry. And Kevin Berry's came to fame, fame is that he trains fighters uh, mainly from New Zealand down there in Las Vegas. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. We will touch on MMA after the break. I'll give it a couple of seconds. Bottom line is the UFC is rocking and rolling today. Of course, any weekend that Dana White's making money is a weekend that I'm not happy. Why do I say that? Because I think Dana White is the single most despicable pimp as far as the world, uh, as far as exploiting fighters is concerned, that's just my opinion. I think he exploits people. I think he forces guys into fights they shouldn't have to take. Women as well. At the end of the day, it's Dana's way or it's nobody's way, and it shouldn't be that way. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Mr. Dana White, wherever you are, I have a hit list. But I want to start getting paid. I want to start making heavyweight money. When things ain't right, when things are a little bit rough, I've got no peace of mind. I just want to make things better. And you've had enough to keep you from leaving me behind. I'm the one out of your personal possessions that you can't sell. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. Guess you didn't tell Dad your family was coming. Well, he never warns me when he is. (laughs) So I feel like I owe him nothing. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Everyone said, I wish I was in your shoe, I wish I was in your shoe. The people, the hundreds of people that wish they were in my shoe don't know the That's tenth right. of it. If they were in my shoe, they would cry like babies. I said I mentioned the UFC, UFC fight night tonight. Brent, uh, Brunson versus Till. That's on ESPN and ESPN Plus. Come to us from the UFC Apex Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Now back to Jake Paul just for a second. He and Woodley both got $2 million. Two million. The guy never made $2 million when he was a world champion as far as the UFC is concerned. I doubt if he made $2 million in his entire UFC career. I kid you not. Of course, that's my boy, Dana the Pimp, um, who I allege is a pimp, who I suspect is a pimp, who I feel in my opinion is a pimp. Anyway, bottom line is they got $2 million each, and Hector told me this week that, that Jake Paul took a million dollars of his money and sprinkled out over the undercard. So he split a million bucks under, up underneath the undercard. And listen, that takes class. I don't know too many guys who have done that. So more power to him, no doubt about that. What am I trying to tell you? I'm not trying to say Jake Paul's the future of boxing, but that was a classy act. He's making all the money. What does he do? He throws a million bucks to the undercard. More power to him. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Of course, you can check out the WBC's interactive website, at WBCBoxing.com. My name is Pedro Fernandez. This is the Saturday edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, we come to you Saturday and Sundays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday for an hour live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, Twitch.tv, of course, the Sports Byline USA channel, and a plethora of other internet platforms. Bottom line is, we come to you as, on Sunday as well. Saturday and Sunday. Sundays for two hours live on Sports Byline in the same stations. Until next time, Peace, love, and a ton of respect, and please stay safe. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV.